This week we dive back into the Sumerian story, continuing on with EFS. This was a bit of a short, sharp one. We wanted to dig into an article we found and then we dive straight into the book. We are planning some extended sessions of the book so we can dig through it and get on to the next one. There's like three in the queue already. Really appreciate everyone uh, tuning in and giving you some time. To the new listeners, welcome. To the old listeners, thank you. We're really enjoying doing the book and we'll continue in this rabbit hole. Try and get it punched out before the new year. I don't know whether that'll happen, but that's a, that's a good goal to try and work towards. That's enough out of me. I will... I like using Loomis's Detoxify at the moment. I do like that, and I love that it's Loomis from Chan It Down, so make sure to give him a like and a follow. We're trying to tee up a time in the near future to sit down. I don't have anything else. Prepare, be kind, be cool, and stay disciplined. Look after yourselves. We'll talk soon. Cheers. Suffocate with suffocated, they be making all bubble. Subtle is the cuddle of the snake that squeezes. Hate to see this matrix seizes. Maybe we just need to pull the plug. Drain the system, poison out of body. You've been probably overdosing most of life and never noticed. Up and loaded, rub the cups and come and toast it. No one's up and no emotion. No one goes in this dimension here. We work all day and it's there always a thinking crystal clear. Everything we do revolves around the dollar count. It's all around us, all the ground will fall down and knocks you out. Get off the couch, it's all think out the top. Spouses got your pops and call the council. Got no answers. Evolving out in small amounts is all we have. It's all planned out for our defeat. Water down the modern man and bottle love. So we have no intuition of a vision that it's all corrupt. Ooh, I know we read our vision. If all we always have forgotten, we're sick of our thoughts and living in box another school. Find all of those outreaches forgotten. The beaches to walk on the tree tops to modern all pieces of part of a school. Find out what's been making you take, but didn't face it with criticism. Awaken your inhibitions. Slow down. You better leave your belongings You'll start receiving your callings And be unleashing from bondages Bringing it out and draining it out Every day is about a way to get out Illusion, portrayed every day in our face. We do what they say, they use us away. Pollution can take, conducing our brains. We choose to escape, to do what they make. You wear it on your face. I can see the burden on your shoulders heavy. And it's getting unrelenting. You're frowning from how hard the world strains you. And stress is depressed, it's fast. It's just a system that's a hope that puts you in scenarios you never chose. It's not your fault that every known element in your life is in control. Everything but not your soul. So this can be some therapy, some psychedelic clarity. Don't fight between polarities, go where it will not go. Slide between the barricades It's nice to be aware of things It's kinda like some kerosene Lighten up the world It's a poisonous system You didn't invent this prison So who'd you be when it's all out? Everything you think needs to go now Defeat the people that hold down You from beating you blow out Your brain cloud Become new and escape now Take Route 86, escape now Gotta lay down Everything you learned, everything you know Everything they ever told you Drain the poison from your soul Bringing it out, drain it out It is about a way to get out Our minds are polluted Find a solution, life illusion Pretend of it in our face We do they say the uses are way pushing and taking Doing our brains, we choose to escape Do what they make, do what they make People beyond
beyond waking up to the people we need to be 2004 beat by cumulus Great electrical energy. I feel, I feel connected to all living things, to flowers, to some special spirit, and even to some great unseen living force. Living force. Might we're back again? E- uh, what number? Are we? Back again. EFS, born again. CF- seventeen. Seventeen. I think. Yeah, we'll go with that. Somewhere there. Look, housekeeping first. Uh, we are currently have our ears wrapped in brand new, brand new air goggles, studio monitoring headphones, <laughs> and the microphones are currently connected to some uh, professional booms. You know the dong, the dong noise. That's that's it, and that's him bashing it. That's flogging the shit out of it, right? <laughs> Amazing mic stands. Thank okay. you to, and that is honestly. That's the listeners. That's you guys. I use the Patreon money that come through with the awesome people that send us a few dollars and I saved it up. And yeah, this is a little gift for us here at the podcast. It's going to make our life a lot easier. And to say how much, I mean, even the Skull Candy earphones before, because we had to go back to the Sony's because the Skull Candy's broke, right? Yeah. We broke our Skull Candies that we'd had for a while, Had went back to the Sony backups, which gave you a headache. Amen. And then now we have these that I don't even, am I wearing headphones? Dude, they're worlds apart. Worlds apart. We just literally went, where did we go? We went uh, Rolling Stones, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, Nickelback, Offspring. You heard it here, people. Nickelback. Yeah. They were, it was amazing. Well, it's animals. Nickelback was the best out of the whole Animals. Nickelback Animals is a wicked song. Uh, However, yeah, we rocked out and we thought we better start because it's getting late. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you to all the awesome listeners around the globe. Thank you for allowing us to do this. Oh, I did go and we're just continuing housekeeping. I think we need to make a blanket apology and and, and actually an extra thank you. What to, have we done? Well, no, just to the listeners that stuck with us from the start because I went back and reviewed an episode. Ah, yes. And um, look, we swear a little bit now, but that we that I don't even understand, like. Anyway, didn't even understand like the premise of yes, the episode. Yeah, right. There was so much fucks. That's right. And I and I and those that have stuck with us, right, to episode 190, whatever it is now. Thank you. Because well done. Well done. I and and we we have unreservedly apologized. I I, and I don't know what that says about you. <laughs> That's like, right. You guys, like, well, yeah. Holy what, what are you still doing here? Um <laughs> but we appreciate it. And to think that we're, you know, approaching episode two hundred. And, um, yeah, got to another nice upgrade. And this is just creature comfort stuff that makes this, the, the, what make, it's going to make it better. All right. Well, what I'll do, cause we've got mic covers coming. We're going to redo another, we've got a piece of wood out there. We're going to make a proper table out of it and mount the proper stands on the proper table. So once we do that little project, I'll be sure to post some stuff to all the socials. Uh, thank you again. We've got two perfect size off cuts today. I finished off the deck. I saw that. I saw that. Just speaking of housekeeping, we've been putting a deck together the last few days, haven't we? Last week or so. I'll give you a yeah. hand. So I drilled off like the last. I heard it. Planks. I uh, fixed that one we broke. Yeah. The other day, that and like, look, like uh, that last one we drilled. We only broke one. I mean, Dude, seriously. Out of what did we say? Like, God, I 
race? Tim, did we screw oh, it down? I can't remember. I, I think it was like 250. Yeah. We, yeah, six, eight hours or something we did three split, quarters of the I deck. I split one bit and I split one, one bit of And it was the last row, last thing, one bit of timber. And I stepped on one bit of timber. So I actually used that one to replace the one we split. Oh, did you trim it up? and I cut Where it snapped, where you stood on it, was about an inch shy of being like, perfect. Well, <laughs> an inch over. Like I had to only trim an inch off it. Right. It was mint. Yeah. And I just cut it and slotted it into spots. And the whole deck's beautiful. Oh, wow. And when I cut the the offcuts On off the today, yeah. there's two long offcuts that are about 700 long. That That's will exactly be perfect what we need. It's exactly what we need table. for the new, for the new mic table. Well, we were we only jumped back into the book. It's probably a bit late. We are going to do an extended version of the book in the near future because uh, we want to punch through it because we want to get back into the triptych, do something different. We, we're loving Max. Don't get us wrong. However, 17 episodes. However, is the hour grows nigh. <laughs> we need to move on. Yeah. I'm and, getting itchy trigger fingers exactly. over here. And we weren't going to do articles to punch into the book. However, something came across my desk just today. This is fresh. Uh, fresh out of the hang on, fresh and it couldn't be refused. So, so hang on, here we are. Okay, that's so, not it. That's not it. Hang on, it's coming. It's coming. Here we go. I saw you look at it just before. Oh, it bloody hell, did it disappear? Did it disappear to you close it? What's going on here? Down the bottom, is yeah, the there it is. There, this is in tabs. Um, hang on a minute. In a tab. Here we go. All right, we're okay. We're okay. Here we go. All right. So that's the book. We don't need the book. You don't need to see us. And you can see why, and we need to get rid of this too, uh, hide floating meeting controls. So you can see why we did this, right? So come across Facebook, Australia world. Did the ancient Egyptians reach Australia? Archaeologists claim a man-made structure was built under this mountain 5,000 years ago. How good are these headphones? Just saying. Uh, I, I can't. I know, but everything is so much yeah. clearer. You guys there on the other end, you may you, not you realize know, it. We haven't touched the mics, <laughs> but these new ear goggles are amazing. They're great. Okay. Sh- shout out to Artist Guitars. Artist Guitars. Yeah. Nice, good quality, and pretty reasonably priced as well. That's really good. Uh, okay. So September 7, 2021. Now, when I archaeology world team so they don't want to put a name on this one but let's see what they got to say about down under mate did the ancient egyptians reach australia archaeologists claim a man we did that already an archaeologist an archaeologist who believes that there, there is a massive 900 meter tall pyramid hidden in plain sight beneath thick layers of vegetation and soil in australia the structure is believed to date back some 5,000 years Pyramids are scattered all across the globe. No matter where we look, ancient cultures built marvellous ancient structures across the planet, with the most notorious monument being the Great Pyramid of Giza, an ancient wonder of engineering still standing today after thousands of years. Now a group of amateur archaeologists from Australia claims that before Australia was visited by the Europeans, in fact thousands of years before that, I might add, the ancient Egyptians visited the mainland of Australia and even built pyramids there. And this is a lie, this picture. That is not the Gimpy Pyramid. At all. It never has been. Okay? That's not true, that picture. In fact, I think the three main pictures that are said to be the Gimpy Pyramid are not. Yeah. Okay? We have debunked that. Look in the back catalogue. Yeah. 
having been there. Yeah. Uh, and as outrageous as this may sound to many, according to the group of researchers, more than 5,000 years after ancient Egyptians made their way to Australia, it is believed that a pyramid built under a mountain in North Queensland has been discovered. And we've seen that. The big, it does look like a pyramid. According to a set of hieroglyphs found in Gosford, there are two pyramids in Australia. One at Gympie, pictured here, which has been demolished, which it hasn't, and another one which still stands today. The group claims how Walsh's Pyramid, located some 30 minutes west of the popular Australian coastal city, stands a staggering 922 metres in height. The pyramid is said to be the final resting place of Egyptian royal Lord Nefertiru, according to the group. And exactly where most people see only a massive pyramid-shaped hill is where the vivid group of archaeologists sees more than that initially meets the eye. Okay. Yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. Let's just keep going. But hang on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no. But like, I I Who? stumbled across. No, but I. Yes, yes. What you're going to say, and I I recently like stumbled across like photos of before and after of, um, the pyramids like basically like being excavated. Yeah. In terms of like the Great Pyramid, mm. what the Giza Plateau looked like prior. And then after, and the same thing with like in like South America with the jungle growing yeah, over things. Absolutely. Like yeah. in, in Machu the Picchu 1800s, and, and then they were excavated. Yeah, yeah. And that just makes me think I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm going along for the ride on this one. Mm -hmm. Like, well, look, dig I, it down, boys. Yeah. The problem we have here in Australia is it's all private property, right? And I think that's the same issue here. Um, there's some stuff at Mount Warning in New South Wales. It's very interesting looking. I tell you what. And you know where I'm talking about. On the way to Toowoomba, but the back way, yeah. there is a hill heading out that way. Yeah. And you know the one if you saw it. You've been driven past it. It looks like a pyramid. It looks like a small pyramid, and yep. it is perfectly triangular. Yep. Like, I've looked at that one and gone, maybe we need to run a LIDAR. You know, we yep. need to get that drone with a LIDAR. And then we just yeah. zip over that uh, hill and come back again. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's pyramids here, man. I, no. I, I don't, uh, of course not. Nothing at this stage will surprise me. No, no, I keep, I, I, one of my favorite ones at the moment is a, a portal would open up in the kitchen and I'd just say, oh, well, that's just another fucking thing I've got to deal with. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe it's, maybe I'd stick my head through, see if it's better on the other side. As long as it's not yellow. Yeah. That's that right. fucking beast thing doesn't climb out. <laughs> Right. Yeah, as long as it's not... Uh, the pyramid is said to be the... Oh, no, where are we? Where are I? Evidence of their claims is supported by the curious Gosford glyphs, a set of strange carvings that, according to many researchers, are Egyptian in nature. Uh, see uh, Egypt, Knowledge of Egypt 1 and 2 in the back catalogue with Muhammad Ibrahim. He will tell us a bit more about that. They're good episodes to have a look at. Uh, located in the vicinity of Sydney, the intricate carvings are believed to be thousands of years old were allegedly carved by ancient Egyptian sailors when they discovered the Australian continent some 5,000 years ago. That's not true. This is interesting. Uh, these are uh, these curious... Do, 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 do. All right. Uh, hieroglyphs often referred to as the Carryong hieroglyphs due to the fact they are located in the Brisbane Water National Park, Carryong, and also called the Gosford glyphs due to the nearby community of Gosford can be seen in New South Wales. But countless controversies surround the alleged hieroglyphs. Numerous archaeologists have made it clear that the Gosford glyphs are nothing more than a modern forgery. Not true. 
and how it's impossible that the ancient Egyptians made their way to Australia and carved a massive, caused a curious set of symbols in the side of a massive rock, let alone built pyramids. As we wrote previously, it is said by amateur archaeologist Ray Johnson, supposedly translated the alleged glyphs to the Museum of Antiquities in Cairo and was successfully documenting translating the two facing walls of Egyptian characters. The translation of the glyphs supposedly records the story of a tragic saga of ancient Egyptian explorers that shipwrecked in a strange and hostile land now known as Australia. That's not true either, because when Muhammad translated, he said something like the the land of Bennu, the, the people have no deception. Right? So they're good people. Yep. Right? So anyway, it's a bit of a weird thing to put in an article. Returning back to the pyramid in Australia, Ray Johnson is convinced how the ignatic set of hieroglyphs of Gosford undoubtedly point how Lord Nefertiru, a former member of the ancient Egyptian royal family, is buried at the site. Furthermore, Johnson is convinced how the Gosford glyphs tell the story of the ancient Egyptian sailors built two pyramids in Australia, one which is said to be found in Gympie in central Queensland. Well, Gympie is not in central Queensland at all. Um, this is the alleged... I don't know if this is written by Australia. Yeah, I don't think it is, yeah. Or at least not from the East Coast, anyway. No. Uh, alleged pyramid in Australia rising is staggering 900 metres in the air. Yeah, it's outside Cairns. We've seen a picture. Mr. Johnson believes that the second pyramid is, in fact, located beneath thick layers of soil hidden away from sight, remaining unperceived for thousands of years. Despite the fact that the hieroglyphs point to the existence of a pyramid located in the area, the site in question, located at, oh, here we go, Wurunurin, Wurunurin, National Park has never been researched. So it's in a national park means we can go there. This is mostly due to the fact that experts consider the location where Johnson believes the pyramid is located a natural granite peak. However, archaeologists are convinced that this pyramid could be similar to the one discovered buried beneath thick layers of soil and vegetation in Visoko, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Oh yeah, that's um the Bosnian pyramid. Yeah, the Bosnian pyramid. See uh Jock Double Day's podcast for that. He's he he went there. He's been months there however mainstream scholars reject the notion there's a pyramid in australia let alone two and that the mountain where said structure is supposedly located only appears to be the shape of a pyramidal structure look i'm glad that archaeological world is writing an article i'm happy that there is some measure of information that is getting out there about australia i think that's a very positive thing i think we need to look up ray johnson and see whether or not he wants to come on and have a chat mm-hmm all right, see what Ray Ray's got to say. But I feel like the uh, story's moved on since, like, this this article was written. You know this was I mean? September 2021. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, they, they sort of didn't, they should have done a bit more research. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot the of that stuff. The story's moved down the line. Like yeah, there's, there's all more. You can flesh this out. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't think we need to go on because you can check the back catalogue for the plethora of evidence that does suggest. Look, not deny it is a saga of a shipwreck. Uh, there is said to be buried royals. Um, Mount Warning's very interesting. I mean, it doesn't, it leaves out Stonehenge. That's not even a picture of the Gimpy Pyramid. Like, how about we move on? Yeah, let's move on, mate. Okay. Let's delve. Earth, blah, 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 blah. There you go. There's the first, what, what do you call them? Spasms or something? Um, what do you call them? Uh, oh. <laughs> You called them something. I called them something, yeah. and it, it's just escaped me right it's now. It's all right. After I'll, the, I'll, after I'll the bring deluge. I'll the next one. Uh, I'll do a little bit, mate, and then I'll hand it over. Lovely, mate. Okay. So remember, we're back with the Anunnaki. This is where we are. Very interesting. I'm keen to see where this goes. Okay. Uh, 
We're back with the Anunnaki. Soon after the floodwaters subsided, the Anunnaki returned to Earth. When Enlil found that there were humans who had survived the deluge and he learned of his brother Enki's deception, he was furious and wanted to kill the survivors on the spot. But his brother and sister begged him to see reason. They pleaded with Enlil, saying that the race of man had many admirable qualities and should be given a chance to prove its worth and that soon he too would grow to love them. Finally, after Enki had related to his brother the divine vision that had caused him to conceive the plan for mankind's salvation, Enlil agreed to spare the survivors and allow them to live with his blessing. Enlil himself granted man the use of seeds and farming implements, while Enki taught Zizdura and his sons the domestication of animals. Thus, for many years, mankind lived and prospered in peace with the Anunnaki. And so this is, that is saying, like, that's after the after 11,600 years ago, agriculture, all that stuff just manifests, right, straight away. Uh, though a great destruction had been wrought upon the earth, a wonder had also been revealed. When the waters had subsided, Enki surveyed the earth in his whirlwind, described in the text as a black skybird. Can we just pause for a moment? Sure. Black skybird. Mm-hmm. What a band name. Black skybird. Yeah. Black skybird. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you need to have the, the little the little thing in the middle there. Black skybird. Or or or. Black skybird, but that's you. Black skybird, yeah. But are you, are you not picking up what he's saying? Black skybird, it's a UAP man. He's oh, flying dude, I know planet. exactly what he's saying. I just got enamored by the by the uh, name there for a yeah. moment. I was like, that's that's a band name. It's a band name, right there. Yeah, put it down. He found that the waters of the deluge had also uncovered vast amounts of the urgently needed gold in a new land across the sea. Vast quantities had been found strewn about as nuggets, as much could be obtained with even the need of mining. And so settlements were soon established to collect the gold and ship it back to the Persian Gulf for transportation back to Nibiru. You know, the one place they find gold, they found gold on the ground? Gimpy. Gimpy, but just Australia in general, man. Yeah. Just Australia in general. Every now and again, you still hear stories out of Victoria or somewhere. Yeah, The thing is, if you're in the middle of the bush and you think there might be gold about, flip the log over. Hmm. There's lots of alluvial gold. Yeah, right. Like it's a, it's actually a massive, like pastime as a as a hobby in Australia. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And people, you know, there's a whole bloody discovery show about it. Lamu had also been finally devastated by the most recent passage of Nibiru. It had now lost what little atmosphere it did have. Its remaining water had dissipated, now locked and frozen at its poles. Enlil then divided Lamu's Mars, yeah? Sounds like I it. I think so. I was, I'm trying to remember because we did know, but it's been a few weeks. Enlil then divided the lands and allotted the descendants of Zizdura. Zizudra? Zizudra. Yeah, like yeah. Zizudra. Zizudra. I feel uh, he's, it sounds so much better in these new headphones. Three regions to control. You guys don't understand. Uh, during this period, Enlil's son, Ninurta, built mighty dams and the, in the mountains and drained the waters from Mesopotamia, making the whole area habitable again. Enki set about reclaiming still more lands in the Nile Valley. The Anunnaki kept control of the Sinai Peninsula area and re-established their former spaceport, only this time they set up their control centre on Mount Moria, the site that was later to become Jerusalem, as the former sites now lay beneath metres of dried mud and stall, all but one. The massive stone blocks had been used to construct the landing platform at Sippar, 
had withstood the waters and still remained, so the old platform was also incorporated into the new facilities. So is he hey, that's I mean, Jerusalem's like the most sacred site on the planet. Hmm. Is it the same again? The sacred site's built on top of a sacred site that's built on top of a site. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, it most definitely is. Yeah. Like even as it stands now, hmm. that's that's what it is. Yeah. Like it's it's sites on top of sites yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And the other thing is too, looking for the old this old religion, this you know, the last time science and spirituality were one, I'd start looking where all the big churches are because they probably built that church on top of whatever was there before. Yeah. What's what's in the foundations? Mm. Well, do you want to tell us about Anki and his sons, mate? Do you want to take over? Mate, you, well, you see, Anki had six sons. The most notable of these were named Marduk, the Egyptian god Ra, one named Nurgle, one named Ningishzida, the Egyptian god Thoth, and one named Dumuzi. Marduk had earlier been in charge of the Ejiji, manning the way station on Lamu before the deluge and had taught Arbail in the ways of animal husbandry. Anki himself, yes, thank you, sir, a bit of mousage. Let me get zoned in here. Sorry, guys. Sorry for the slow start. Anki, himself a great scientist, taught much of his knowledge to all of his sons, but one of one of them all, the wisest and most adept by far, was Ningish Zida. For a time, lordship of the Nile region was given to Marduk, who through various wives and concubines also had sons. Of them all, the three that mostly concern our tale were named Satu, the Egyptian god Seth, Asar, the Egyptian god Osiris, and another son called Nabu. While still retaining lordship, Marduk then divided control of the, of the Egyptian territories between his sons Satu and Asar. During this period, when the Anunnaki were establishing the new facilities of the Gulf, they needed a twin-peaked mountain for the new landing corridor. There were only flat plains, and so they are reported to have built an artificial mountain in the location and then filled it with sensitive equipment and powerful crystal arrays. The place was also built to function as a landing beacon, emitting a powerful beam skyward from its summit. The location they are said to have done this was in the land of the two narrows, the Nile Valley. The beacon functioned primarily to triangulate landings at the new spaceport. It was called the Eker, house which like a mountain is. The texts tell us that first a smaller scale model was constructed and then the two large peaks that were required for the landing corridor were made were <clears throat> were made they tell us they tell us that the main structure had a crystal stone on its summit that beamed its force skyward the beam emanating from the capstone was itself powered by crystal stones arranged inside within a long gallery all was controlled by the pulsing stone 
which was mounted in an enclosure within a in within the main chamber. The power and force of this crystal array was then magnified by the special hollow chambers between it and the capstone. The entrance of the Ikur was said to be was said to be by means of secret swivel stone, cuneiform and pictorial text found on some ancient um, hang on a second Sumerian clay tablets indicate that both the design and construction of Ikur was accomplished by Enki's son Ningish Zida or Thoth. The Sumerian account also tells us that to mark the occasion of this great accomplishment, a lion-shaped monument bearing the face of Ningish Zida and looking along the 30th parallel directly toward the landing facility in the Persian Gulf was erected that was erected. The texts say the shape of the lion was chosen so all who live in future times would know that the task was achieved in the age of the lion. Okay, hold there for a second. Swivel stone. Like he's talking about the Great Pyramid, obviously. Yes. Right? Yep. Now let's go back to the fact that we now know that the Great Pyramid is eight-sided, and let's go back to when we had, speaking of back in the day, this is an old one, the fact that we talked about when the capstones would have been in place, mm-hmm. that angle that is not very prominent would have been more prominent. And from all four sides and all four directions, the sunlight would bounce up through that, refract through there into the crystal and create a what? A beam of light. Yep. Shooting towards the stars. Yep. And that's what he's just said. That's what it is there. And that's been the other thing too, that apparently somewhere in the Great Pyramid, one of those stones, you push on it, and it just opens. Yeah. All right. Well, all of that, man. The uh, the swivel stone, the crystal capstone, mm-hmm. the special bloody box in the chamber, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. It's in that one section, it like ties together all of the parts about it and there's like Mm -hmm. this this see the problem this is where Sitchin like this is where the questions start yeah because what came first the chicken or the egg Mm. and i'm pretty sure um the knowledge about the pyramid and what existed like oh see are you saying what what influenced what did Sitchin influence the story and that's what we now know because that's the information that was put out there yeah like a good science fiction writer is he like joining the dots for us it's like there's pyramids like with his translation Mm. there's a bias Mm. to pre to to knowledge already held Mm. he would have already known all the stuff about the pyramids Mm. like and and what had been discovered trying to remember this is the first editions the 60s or 70s i think the sitchin's work i think that's how old it is yep so when when were we in the king's chamber? Good question. Uh, 30s, We'd have to look maybe? that up. Thirties. So yeah, I feel like it predates Sitchin. Mm. So, so you think maybe he's using some of the zeitgeist knowledge to influence his writings? Or are you just asking? The no, yeah, I think he's. But I think as much as you try and block it out, there's a bias mm. that your brain already knows certain information, mm-hmm. and it could. 
all I'm saying is this could be where a lot of the issue with Sitchin arises from mm. is the way in which this all this stuff links up. Mm. It could be. I, I I don't know what came first. Yeah. Right? However, if you if you if this is I just knocked the boom and do you know what happened? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. You guys, again, you guys don't understand. You don't understand the joy yeah. we're experiencing right now. <laughs> so, but I don't know what predates what. It'd be interesting to see. However, again, if we are okay, so that's that's the skeptical skeptical side that you just presented there. Let's pretend for a second that Sitchin's just translating what he sees, and this is the story, right? So then, if the tablets are 4,000 years old, then this came first, but it was only translated later. Right? I mean, yeah. Oh, 100%. This came first, mm. like as in the tablets. Mm. The tablets were the written tablets about were, it. Yeah. But in the translation, and, what's and, the and, that, and that's been. That's the question. No, and that's been part of the problem. That's been part of the, um, yeah, the issue argument with against yeah. Sitchin yeah, is yeah, yeah. there are alternate like translations mm-hmm. sort of thing and they don't come up with the same story yeah sort of, as what this does mm. so it's very that's that's what brings the uh skeptical skeptics to it look i feel like that it almost deserves a little bit of time maybe i might have a look at some alternative translations see if i can't come up with something yeah even just a or little just bite. see see what people See what the whole problem with Sitchin was yeah, in terms yeah, yeah. of people debunking yeah. the debunking the argument, the theory mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of thing. Just dig into that mm-hmm. and see what the actual juiciness of it was. Because like my problem with it currently is it like explains away a lot of things. Like it's covering a lot of topics. And maybe that's just because it is what it is. Like as like you said, maybe that's just because this is the story of like what happened. So that's why it does cover a lot of things. It ties up so many loose ends in yeah, one paragraph. That's right. Um, and it's almost too good to be true. You and know what I'm yeah, saying? But are we looking a gift horse in the mouth? You know, like yeah, exactly. Is that just a, is it is what it is? It is what it is. Is that the thing? Mm. It's it's one of the other. Mm. You know, I mean that's been the, that's been a little bit of the bend that I've been on. You know, it's like. Part of the the quest for Earth is the power crystals, man. Where they bury the power crystals, right? Where the power crystals go, because that's the one thing that all these sites are missing. But why would they be here if, if these sites they'd be on they'd be uh, on the an Anarchian? Mm. Why would they leave the power crystals? Why wouldn't? Why would they even be here? Why? Yeah, they would have went. They would have took them with the people with yeah. the with the Narkies. Yeah, true. True, true. So, do we continue? Yeah, continue, man. You want just, me to? Uh, I can take over if you want, mate. Yeah. Or how you feel? No, I got it. I got you it. got it? Oh, I just had a big guff full of drink. Hang on a second. Just breathe. <coughs> breathe and make sure to do it properly. The two brothers, Asar and Satu, wed two sisters called Asta and Nebat. Asar wed Asta, the Egyptian god goddess Isis, and spent much of his time in the Abzu with his father and his 
granted succession by Marduk, but Satu, through coaxing from his wife Nebat, also coveted the throne. He killed his brother Asa, cut off his phallus, again, and cast him into the waters in a coffin. Satu then assumed rule of all Egypt. I'm sure that I'm surprised he wasn't some oil wrestling, mate. Remember that? Yeah, Everyone right. was oil wrestling and cutting phalluses off. That's it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing, man. Back in these days, it's all about cutting cocks. Asta retrieves the body of her husband, Asa, and with the aid of Enki, Ninma, and Ningish Zida, became impregnated with Asa's seed. She then bore a child named Horon, the Egyptian god Horus who was the son of Asa and long trained to avenge his father's death. Satu was attacked by Horon and eventually defeated by Horon's divine weapon in the aerial battle that ensued. Mm. The device was said to be a powerful missile known as the Weapon of Thirty, known in Egyptian texts as the Harpoon of Horus. Satu was then brought before the council by Horon. However, he soon escaped and seized control of the Sinai Peninsula and Canaan. The descendants of Enlil were enraged that a rebellious descendant of Enki was now in control of all the Mesopotamian spaceport facilities. So Enlil's son, Ninurta, reached a war, launched a war to regain control of the peninsula during which Satu was again forced to flee. Then, making his last stand inside the Ikur itself, there he was able to stay indefinitely impregnable. About 30 years later, tired of the fighting, Ninmar convened a peace conference. The descendants of Enlil were thereby victorious and soon disposed of the murderous Satu. Ninurta himself removed the pulsing stone from the main chamber and all the navigational equipment and weaponry from the Ikur. Then he he himself cast down its crystal capstone so it could never again be used as a weapon. Rightful division of the earth and proper boundaries was then re-established and much to the rising anger of Marduk during the proceedings new rulers were decided upon. Following this, the disturbance created by Satu, control of, of Egypt was, therefore, was thereby transferred from the house of Marduk to the house of Ningish Zida. The construction of a new substitute beacon city was begun at Anu, Heliopolis, the biblical On. Marduk was given charged to the, to the new city, and on its tower he placed the Ben-Ben, the conical upper section of his celestial boat. Outposts were then established at the gateways of the space facility to prevent unauthorized access. One of the outposts was the city of Jericho. For her hole in the proceedings, Ninmar was given the new title of Ninhur Sag, Peacemaker. During this time, security of the new spaceport facility at Sippar was allotted to the hero of the deluge, Zia Sudra himself, 
The period of peace continued for many years, and during this time, the Anunnaki granted various technological advances to mankind. The Anunnaki ruled the Earth fairly, though still retaining the status of demigods, but eventually man was granted kingship on Earth, while Enlil's son Ninurta sat as overruler. The first urban civilization was established in Sumer, first region, and the calendar was begun at Nippur in 3760 BC. The capital of the new civilization was called Kish, and the Anunnaki also re-established their golden cities at Erudu and Nippur. Just that 3760 BC is awful close to 4000 BC or 6000 years ago, which is how the nations measure their calendar. Yep. But the thing is, all the research I've done, what what happened at 4000 BC? Nobody knows, man. Mm-hmm. That's There's a gap. And this is the thing with all this stuff, right? It's like, we know what happened here. We know what happened there. That was, there's... 6,000, there's 2,000. What happened for 4,000 years? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, you know, stuff. Stuff happened. But also when we say we know. We don't. Yeah. What do we know? We don't We don't know like, much, man. You know we don't know I mean? anything. We yeah. don't know anything. So. Period of peace continued for many years, and during this time, the Anunnaki granted various technological advances to mankind. The Anunnaki ruled the earth fairly, but still... Hang on a minute. Then about 100 years. Man, I was way down here. Then about 100 years later, the great Anu arrived back on earth for a celebratory pageant, and a new temple was built in his honor at Uruk, also known as Eric. Anu was pleased with the temple and relegated it as the new dwelling for his beloved granddaughter, Inanna, also known as Ishtar. Mm. As joyous as this occasion was, we are informed here by the text that it was disturbing to Anu at just how much the short sun cycles of the earth had been affecting the Anunnaki, who had remained on earth for extended periods. He was especially upset by the appearance of his two sons and daughter, who had been here the longest of all. Now, despite their extended lifespans, the three had aged greatly and appeared much older than their father. Which is funny. Like, the fact that this comes up as well. Mm. Like, it's... it. It's known that, like, we age differently yeah, in, depending on in different... Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but, like, just with people orbiting in space mm-hmm. like it affects their bodies differently yeah to to what it does here mm. so like that's completely uh, see and this is part of the problem like it ticks too you, many boxes yeah, how do you throw it ticks all deep. the fucking boxes how do man? you throw the details in there? yeah exactly and is it anyway. just is it just is what it is man dude is it is it is it just is what it is mm. very well could be um, nom, 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 on the night nom, of the nom, blood nom, moon, we discovered it just is whoop. what it is. <laughs> yeah, amen. <laughs> I thought you were reading something then, but no, it wasn't. wasn't. It was just everything was like happening right now. Yeah. That was IRL. That was off the top of your dome. Yeah. Now, 
despite their extended lifespans, the three had had aged greatly and appeared much older than their father. Eventually, after Anu's departure, the position of overruler in Sumer was transferred to descendant of Enlil, named Nenar, also known as Sin. The land in question is, in fact, still bears his name today. Sin's land is Sinai. Sinai, Sinai, yeah. Marduk, however, had other ideas. And after rallying support among Ijiji and men, he declared himself to be the commander of a new gateway to the gods and commenced the construction of a city and great tower at Babylon to serve as a new spaceport at the site. The rebellion was soon squashed by the Enlilites and the new spaceport was totally destroyed in the infamous Tower of Babel incident mentioned in the Bible. Stop ticking the boxes. Marduk, now confused. It's a great story. It's great. It's, it's just, a great it's got story. everything in it. Now confused and further dejected, his planned coup quashed, then returned to Egypt, where he immediately deposed his brother Ningish Zidda and again seized control of Egypt. Ningish Zidda fled the battle in time, but due to a subs- subsequent scheme by Marduk to discredit and also depose the rights of his younger brother Dumuzi, who happened to be the betrothed to Anu's favourite granddaughter, Inanna, his younger brother was killed by accident. Fearful of the indirect hand he had played in the death of his younger brother, Dumuzi, 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 yeah, Dumuzi, Marduk fled to hide in the now abandoned Eco, looking him, locking himself within its central chamber by lowering three key stones. He was tried for his crimes. He, it, it, oh, he was tried for his crimes in his absence by a group assembled outside. Instead of death, the court imprisoned Marduk alive inside the eco at Anana's request, and by blocking stones, and great blocking stones were released within the structure, sealing it completely. However, Marduk's sentence was overturned, and he was rescued before he starved to death in a daring plan devised by Ningishzira that involved using the original building plans of the eco and hacking and blasting a twisting way through the emergency shaft. Upon his release, Marduk again disappeared into exile and became known as Amen. The unseen, unseen god, Inanna, never forgave... Amen. The unseen god? Mm. What do you say at the end of a prayer? Oh, 100%. Amen. Amen. The unseen yeah, god. That's right. <laughs> Stop it. Stop ticking boxes. Stop it. Inanna never forgave Marduk for his hand in Dumuzi's death, and it would ultimately prove to be a source of endless tensions and devastating ruin. The rule of Egypt was somewhat disorderly and chaotic for the next 350 years until finally order was reestablished with the installation of the first pharaoh in Memphis, and it was then 
that civilization came to the second region. At that time, the kingship in Suma was transferred from Kish to Uruk, and Anana was given control of this third region. It was about this time that the Indus Valley civilization also began. Eventually, the line of kingship began to deteriorate. The royal capital began to shift about again, and Enlil soon became soon began to once more lose patience with the multitudes of noisy and unruly humans. It was then that Inanna Ishtel fell in love with Sharukin, also called Jargon. There were they were married in great ceremony, and a new capital was established called Agat. This was the beginning of the fourth region and the birth of the Akkadian Empire. About 60 years later, after coaxing from Inanna and with the aim of ruling all four regions, Sharukin removed sacred oil from Babylon to take to Agat. Marduk, who had been hiding in Babali, was incensed by the action of the old dispute between Marduk and Inanna soon began to flare up again. Eventually, Marduk's brother Nurgle travelled from South Africa to Bubbly and persuaded Marduk to leave Mesopotamia for fear of further wrath from Anu. I'm going to hand that over to you if you don't mind, brother. No worries, mate. He did well towards the end there. Mate. You know, okay. It's late, man. It's I'm late. Not sh- I'm not sure I ever quite got into the rhythm tonight. It's all right, mate. Look, we'll go for another fifteen or so. I think we we'll, can't. We can't all get it right all the time. No, mate. We never ride the time. It's fine. You did a good job. I'll I tell you what, being though, too hard on yourself. This is a great story. It's a great story. It's a great story. And I wish it had stopped ticking boxes. <laughs> Sometime during this period, due to the escalating conflicts, Enlil and Enki, and the thing is, like, I'm seeing Babylon as Babylon, right? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like all these different cities all the boxes are ticked and and w- also what's going on as well is he's describing us the sumerians kings list that i've actually got on this computer we could probably bring up and see the deteriorating line because the first kings lived for 120,000 years whereas the last ones only lived for a few thousand well see right? and that's that's part of the problem is it all ticks boxes hmm. yeah it's interesting oh actually who did the sumerians kings list was it Suchin? Probably. Could be, I don't know. Because it would be from that original translation. Yeah, that's a good question. Sometime during this period, oh, where are we? They decided, uh, where are we? Sometime during this period, due to the escalating conflicts, Engel and Enki held counsel with each other and decided to establish a second, more secret spaceport in the new lands from whence the gold was being extracted. They decided the facility would known only to a few so that the vital gold shipments to Nibiru could continue whatever occurred in Mesopotamia. And so a city was built inside a lake high in the mountains and an ore refining facility was established. Here, Ningshida, 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 it's Thoth, That's I'm just going to say Thoth from now on, it's Thoth, had found other humans. The descendants of Ka'in, who had also survived the deluge by sheltering on high mountain peaks, Ningshida, I can't stop saying it. How are you saying it? I, can't, I don't remember now. I was pronouncing the Z. You're Zitta. Ning Zitta. Okay. Yeah, good. I'll go again. Uh, then taught these survivors mining and the crafting of certain metals. Is he talking about 
South America. I think that's what he's talking about. Could be. A lake, big thing, big pyramid in the middle of a lake, Teotihuacan. Very significantly, we are told the event began with the presentation of tools at a special ceremony that is said to have taken place on a remote island that lies on a lake found high in the mountains of the New Land, the land where the gold was found. Soon, Inanna's son, Naram Sin, ascended to the throne, spurned on by his mother, who had become increasingly more warlike since her encounters with Marduk. He seized control of the Sinai Peninsula and invaded Egypt. Within 35 years, Inanna had usurped you had usurped power all over Mesopotamia, and Naramsin was defying the overrule of Ninurta at Nippur. Nippur is, yeah, that's another one. I'm trying to remember where that is. However, they had not counted on the anger of Anu and the other great Anunnaki leaders who responded angrily by obliterating the city of, is it Agate? 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 Uh, up to you. Yeah, I like Agate. I like the way that rolls off it. Before long, all of Sumer and Arcadia were occupied by foreign troops loyal to Enlil and Ninurta, but Inanna escaped and fled. To stem any further uprising, the Anunnaki then reinstated themselves as overrulers of Earth and began establishing dividing territories of control. Soon a new city called Lagash was built in Mesopotamia and Sumer began a new age of prosperity under the enlightened rulers, its civilization reaching new heights. And in 2193 BC, a man called Terra was born into the royal family in Nippur. Thirteen years later, Egypt again became divided. Those followers who were loyal to the house of Marduk retained the rule of Upper Egypt, while those opposed to Marduk retained the throne of Lower Egypt. Enlil and the Nurta were increasingly absent during this time, and Anana made many unsuccessful attempts to regain rule of Uruk. But soon the conflicts began to escalate until the earth was plunged into an all-out war. The next one is the downfall of kings, mate. I think I might, I feel like we're we're going to go down a different path now. Here we are. Look at all this. We got maps and stuff. Oh, there's the Mars face. So I think we might look. We might tie it up there because I know we want to. I know we want to deep dive. Yeah. However, and I think this next section is a great deep dive. Yeah. That's a good extended episode yeah, right there. Yeah, I think we start, because the downfall of Kings, it goes on for pages and pages and pages. Yeah. So I think um, that is going to be our deep dive, and we will, oh, and then we're up to the mire. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, right. So, so there you go. There's a little preview into mm, what's coming next, the end, of the, the end of the Sumerian story, and then maybe a touch into... The Mayans. Yeah, yeah. We'll finish the downfall of kings and jump into the mines, I think. Uh, we'll do an extended episode. Well, mate, I just, again, like I'm sitting, I'm sitting here and that stand is just so perfectly still mm-hmm. and it doesn't move and it doesn't, I don't feel like There's it's... no springs going off like an inner spring mattress, like dong. Yeah, and it, it doesn't feel like it's going to, you know what I mean? Like, so just thank you again to the awesome listeners for allowing us to get this new equipment um, without you guys, you know, you make None it all worthwhile. Awesome. Absolutely. And it's, it's awesome. Um, but yeah. Cool, man. Well, until Ladies next time in this life and the next stay safe. Oh, we can't stay. You the, know, the, no, yeah, I heard we that. We can't I heard say that today. No, we can't say stay safe anymore. So just live. be cool. Be kind. Be cool. I don't know. I've got to come up with a new catchphrase. It hasn't yeah. come to me yet. Thanks everyone. Look after yourselves. We'll talk soon. Good night. Cheers.
Do you just want to go again? Let's do it. Yeah. Go again. All right. I know you Been here before No surprises Settle the score I know the darkness Deep inside Reckless rage Poison pride I know the I know the pain And I know the fear We do not name And the one who comes to find me When my time is through I know you I know you Better.